Hey, Mike, I have a game I want to talk to you about. It's part creepy mystery and part feely feels text adventure. It's Firewatch. So Firewatch, it was released in 2016, and it won a bunch of awards, and I discussed it on The Incomparable when it came out, but today I'm really excited to talk to you about it because we played this game together on Twitch, and Mm -hmm. it's not a co-op game, but we found a way (laughs) to make it work. This is a totally single-player game, but we have both played it through before. It's not a long game. It's like a... We we actually did it on our stream in four hours. I think I took. I think we both mm-hmm. took longer our first playthrough because we we explored a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But we decided that what we would do is that I would play it and Tiff was watching it along. We were sharing the screen and that we would kind of come to our decisions together in the hopes that it would give us a, a different outcome. Because a lot of Firewatch is text based and it's just decisions that you make. So instead of making the decisions just with our own instincts, we kind of would discuss some of the stuff that we wanted to do, which was a fun way to play. And I think a a way that a lot of people actually play these types of games anyway, like they play it with a friend or a loved one and kind of go through it together. So that's what we did. Yeah, because it's kind of like watching a movie that you get to make some of the decisions during. Mm -hmm. So that and this game is just so we'll get into it later, but it's just so beautiful and yep. the text is so interesting and the the voice acting is so good that it really is more of a cinematic experience that you share together. And it, and I really like playing it with someone else. It's a solitary game because the character essentially is solitary, but I don't know. It just it feels kind of cool to experience it with someone because it's one of those things like watching a movie. You want to turn to the person next to you and be like, oh, "Can you believe that just happened?" You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you you get that reaction from a friend, and it's so good. To, to try and describe Firewatch is is kind of is kind of difficult, right? Like it is described on Wikipedia as a first person mystery adventure game. And I've I've never really played a game quite like it before. It feels like it kind of mixes a bunch of different game styles together of like maybe like a point and click and a text-based adventure game and also a kind of weird exploration game. Like, do you have this really huge world to walk around in, which is just this forest, but it's not open worldy in that sense. There's, there's always kind of a thing that you need to do, but if you want to, you can take the long way around. It's got a lot of like, it dips into a lot of different types of games without kind of being any of them. Yeah, it forces you to stay on paths mostly, and there are small areas where you can kind of deviate and, and go off the paths, and you feel like it might be open world, but then you will hit kind of the digital wall, and mm-hmm. you can't go any further. They won't let you over here. You're also very, I mean, it's a testament to the game design in that you're restricted by the environment. So if you can't climb a cliff because it's like a giant shell slide and you don't have ropes to do it, you can't go over there. So it is well designed in that you don't feel like you're just walking into the distance and then there's the invisible wall of like, I just can't move anymore. You know, it's not that kind of silliness. It's more of a, oh, there's a lake here and your character just, you can't swim. So you're stopped. Yeah, a lot of that stuff is done more naturally. So like, mm-hmm. it almost feels like a joke in part, like with the Grand Theft Auto series, 
the you're the the world is always kind of like held back from you a little bit until you've reached a certain progression in the story and the way they always do this is like oh the bridge is broken you can't go over the bridge and it's like it just feels so ham-fisted as, as a way of doing it it's like there's no mm-hmm. subtlety to it it's just like our oh, bridge is broken can't go there and i've never really liked that <laughs> but it feels more yeah. realistic in firewatch because it's like well you can see that it is possible for you to get a rope on this thing so you can either repel or can can climb up but you don't have any ropes so you just have to find the ropes and that feels a little bit better than just like oh the bridge is closed until we say the bridge isn't closed anymore and then we open the bridge so I think that it's done in a it's done in a really good way here to kind of hold hold you back from running wild uh, and trying to keep you on track with the story. You're also not really in the exploration mode. Like your character, the person that you're playing on, it's not about let's go out for a day hike and see what we can see. You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really feel like that. And especially when you you have like little jobs to do and you have things to accomplish and you have a conversation to carry on. You're not so much paying attention to let me see the limits I can push in the environment that I'm in. It's more about it's more about the conversation in this game, right? You know, saying about stuff like that, I like that there is a lot of variance in the things that you are actually doing. Mm-hmm. It would have been very easy in a game like this to just make it these like three or four things that you do multiple times, you know, like, oh, there's somebody causing trouble, go break up the trouble. And then like later on, oh, there's somebody setting a fire, go stop, you know, like where you're just doing these right. similar missions over and over again. But whilst there isn't like a a ton of things that you do in this game, it doesn't have a repetitive feeling to it because the result of a lot of the actions that you perform, they're different. And and I like that, right? Like it's not like you pick up an axe and then do 15 wood chopping missions. Like it doesn't yeah. have that to it, like which is good because it is a short game. It should be a game with a lot of variance. And, and I think that they found a really good balance with that too. So should we talk about our personal history a little bit with yeah. how we kind of came to this game? Yeah, it's it's a funny one, actually, because the first time <laughs> we both saw this game, we were together um, mm-hmm. at the XOXO Festival in Portland, Oregon. And this was probably in like 2015, I'm going to guess. Um, yeah, because if, if it came in out in 2016. Yeah. yeah, it's either 2015 or 2016. And we were at this uh, festival together and they were showing off the game um, in the kind of like they had like a games area of this like creative arts festival, which is really nice. XOXO. I think it's coming back this year. I recommend it. And they showed off this part of the game where there is a, uh, a creepy, a creepy moment where somebody kind of appears out of nowhere and it surprises you. <laughs> and it's, it's one of the, one of the parts where the game really opens up where like, Oh, I'm not just like walking around the, the forest. Cause what you're doing as your character, Henry you are a fire watchman, so you're spending the mm-hmm. summer in Wyoming, and in essence, you live in a tower in the forest, keeping an eye out for fires. Like that is everything that this person does. So you would assume, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to make sure there's no fires. But then all of a sudden, there's like this creepy dude who's watching you and like kind of popping up in in ways and and scaring you and stuff. And I remember seeing that scene of the game and I was like, oh no. Because <laughs> I was really looking forward to this game because it was so beautiful and it looked so weird, but I didn't know it was going to be a creepy, scary game. So 
See, I didn't know anything about it when we saw it. And I was excited that it was kind of a creepy, scary game. I was like, ooh, because <laughs> yeah. I like those. Uh, I liked um, like the 11th hour and the seventh guest, like with those games back in the day that kind of like similar to this, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could you say that? It's kind of a stretch, but. Well, I wouldn't played them because I don't like creepy games. <laughs> so I have no idea. I like a little bit of creep in my game. I do. <laughs> So yeah, I was pretty excited about that. We thought it was kind of neat. I always usually get down on a game if it doesn't have like a female protagonist mm-hmm. or a way to be a female protagonist. And that's when I, when I was talking on The Incomparable about this game, I was down on it for that. But I have come around and really come to love this game despite that and despite those feelings initially of feeling offended like i'm done feeling offended i just want Mm -hmm. to enjoy this game and i really like it and what something we were talking about in the stream was that the the way the character is written and the way he interacts with the other person on the end of the um walkie-talkie which i guess we'll get into if mm-hmm. it, i mean if, if the if you don't know this game go play it before you hear us talk about it because we're yeah. gonna spoil it there's no way to not spoil it so um when he's talking to delilah on the other end like you can very easily it's not so strictly gender based the conversation and the interactions that you feel excluded from it if you're if you, whatever you identify as and it's more about two people interacting. And that, that's part of the beauty of this game. And I think that mm-hmm. that is as absolutely great. Uh, and I'm getting into this really early. But, but that's uh, this one of those when you see the feeling and you see it for the first time, like when we were ta- seeing it at XOXO, it viscerally draws you in because of the style of it. And it's very intriguing. Yeah, I, I, I find it really difficult to describe the visual style of this game. Um, mm-hmm. just to, before I get to that though, just to tie up my, my thought, I still played the game as soon as it came out, even though I was a little bit nervous of it because I really <laughs> wanted to play it. And it, it really, it only has like one or two of these type of creepy moments throughout the game. Um, and then the rest of it is just like a little bit suspenseful, but not, not over the top, right? Like they do a really good job of like diffusing the tension and stuff, which, which I like. And, and so it isn't, it isn't like too much if that, if you're an anxious video game player like i am it's fine like it's not it's not a scary game but they have some weirdness in it which we're gonna get into in a little bit why don't you like creepy games i don't like creepy things like i don't like scary movies i don't i yeah i'm not i'm not into that that. i don't like to be scared and i know why people do and and i you know every now and then i'll feel it like i'll be doing something or watching something and, and it's exciting but i don't like to get into those situations but once i am in them i can get the enjoyment out of it but i still for some reason i still just don't like to be in those kind of creepy creepy situations i feel like there's there's a fine line for me like i don't like horror movies Mm -hmm. and i don't like anything that disturbs me to like to my core like i don't like to be disturbed but i do like to have the chills if that makes sense a a thriller not a horror right like yeah i like to be a little creeped out i like when things are a little bit weird a little bit off a little bit different a little bit spooky but that's as far as it goes it doesn't like destroy me to my core that's that's like nope 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 it's like even a game like limbo it really freaks me out. I love Limbo. That's exactly... Limbo's amazing. That dances right on the line, like Limbo and um, the one that was after it. Inside? Uh, inside. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
oh, that's that's right in my wheelhouse. I love that level of freaky. Uh, I think we should we should do limbo one day, but yes! it does it freaks me out. Like I, I think I would feel better playing that with someone. I can be that someone. You can be that someone. <laughs> I can be your someone. That's why I like playing these types of games when other people are around because if if you are creeped out about it, it can help diffuse that by by having somebody yeah. else there. But the, this game is the art style is so hard to describe. Like, it's, yeah. it's almost cartoony without being cartoony. There are parts of it that are really realistic. It, it makes me think of a graphic novel. Oh, that's really good. Yes. It has that style of yeah. realism to mm-hmm. it, but it's a drawn cartoon extra highlights, extra, you know, shadow, like the, everything about it. it. Yeah, it feels like a graphic novel. Yeah, because it's like. It, the trees and stuff look real, but whenever you see your hands, your fingers are kind of rectangles, right? Like mm-hmm. that, that kind of like blocky style that, yeah, gra- a graphic novel was a really good way to put it. And actually, we could maybe extend that a little bit. This entire game is like a graphic novel, really. Yeah, it really is. Because it's just yes. this short little thing where the story is so important. Oh, you've, you've opened this thing wide open. Like you've just broken it. <laughs> We've done it now. All right, there it is. But like, okay, so it, you're not boxy like an old video game no. boxy. No, it's like, like a, a, a badly rendered boxy. Yeah. It's more of a, a it is, it's a drawn cartoon boxiness. It reminds me a little bit of like a Hanna-Barbera type dealio, right? Like Flintstones and Scooby-Doo. Like if you were to do that kind of style today, how that might look. Yeah. Right. With well, that just might animation. be Frank. Uh, Frank. Frank. Henry. Henry. I'm like, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> um, you know, he's he's a little bit of um, I don't know that like meaty guy. Yeah. Like you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. He's just like a. He's a big guy. He's a not. Big no. Guy. Not like. Not like fat. But just he. Th- no. That's that um stocky, stocky like. Like George from Seinfeld. Yeah, but more tall and manly, like mm-hmm. with a little bit more um who's that guy with the mustache? Tom Selleck? Cross between George from Seinfeld and Tom Selleck. That's that's what we've re- <laughs> that's what we've landed on for our main well, character. The voice is done by it's Harry from Mad Men. Rich Summer. Yeah, it kind of looks like him though. That's who I'm picturing. Like yeah. I'm actually picturing him. Yeah. I think, you know, they may have done a job of like trying to match those two things up. That was really interesting actually, casting a famous actor in this role for this game yeah um i don't know how they pulled that off but i think it really helped bring some credibility to the game because yeah they had a voice you know and and i think that that was that was a a really interesting touch uh to to try and give to lend this game some some credibility I, I think that that was a really really good idea i'm sure it was a, one of the biggest expenses right because mm-hmm. because this is a game which is so heavily focused on dialogue they must have had to record lots and lots of dialogue because there are all these different so you know you're having a conversation and you get to choose what you want to reply so it mm-hmm. brings with it so many different areas in which the conversation can go and the 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 actress who plays um, Delilah, her name is Sissy Jones, and she is a video game voiceover artist. Her credits are huge, right? She, she's played, she's been in so many big games. And that is what I would have expected them to do with Henry as well, is just get a video game voiceover artist. Like that is a p- 
particular thing. And there are some people who do this for lots and lots of games and they're very talented and they're able to like twist and change their voice enough that it's not instantly recognizable, right? So you, you, you don't have that kind of like break of realism. But they ended up going with a with a very well-known voice to, to play uh, the character of Henry. And I think that that, that really helped with the the way this game was uh positioned how it was sold i bet you more people definitely tried to play this game based on the voices that were being used because it like and that brings it back around to the idea that it is very much a graphic novel movie Mm -hmm. interaction feeling of a game because you have these incredible voice actors that are bringing so much life to the dialogue it's not just reading text on a screen in your own head, or even if you do read it out loud, it's hearing these two people interact and their inflection and their tone. And it's, it's just wonderful. That's what makes it so much fun to watch someone else play it, even if you're not doing anything. Two Forks Tower, this is Thoroughfare Tower. Come in. Um, hello? Whoever this is? It's Henry, right? Yeah. I'm Delilah. Yeah, that's what the guy said on the phone. So, what's wrong with you? Excuse me? People take this job to get away from something. So, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? As well as the dialogue, just the sound in this game is really good, right? The music is really good, Mm -hmm. too. We picked up a lot about that on... The Twitch stream, if anyone wants to go watch it, you can rewatch it on Twitch. And I think it's on YouTube, right? It's on YouTube too, yeah. So yeah, you can go rewatch our playthrough. It's, what, four hours, which mm-hmm. I don't think is that bad. I don't think it's that bad. Speed run. I watched four hours. Speed. Yeah, we were totally not doing a speed run. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were trying, but I kept getting lost. <laughs> and, but if you go and, and you watch it, it we continually mentioned oh here comes the music it's coming in it's something's gonna happen like it was a really great trigger for information while you're playing the game yeah that that was really interesting in that you could get a sense that something was about to happen based upon the fact that the music was changing and again it it lends into this almost cinematic feel of the game in places that like you'd Mm -hmm. just be walking and then the music changed and you're like "Uh uh-oh Right, like <laughs> something's <laughs> yep. about to go down, and and so that was it was done really really well. I liked it. Saying about getting lost, um, <laughs> one of the main mechanics of this game, the way that you get around, your map reading, like straight up map reading. You have a map yep. and a compass. The map isn't shown to you on screen. You have to look at it and then walk. And it's not even complete at first, too. No, it's pretty bare. Yeah, and part of the game is adding to the map as you explore the wilderness because just like henry you've never been here before henry's never been here before so there's no sense there's it's just a sense of open wilderness essentially Mm -hmm. and then you have to find your way and update your map and keep it updated so that you can figure out where you're going when you need to go somewhere and yeah so (laughs) we we did have to read the map quite a lot because then you're like you're you're doing a lot of like checking the compass, right? And then following the compass and it is fun and it, I think it adds to the game a lot. Like I feel like if there was a map or like an arrow showing me where to go at all times, you would get through this game so much faster, but you would lose mm-hmm. so much of it, I think. 
Yeah, it's this game is not for speed runs. I'm, I mean, you can speed run any game. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all know. And some of them are amazing to mm-hmm. watch. But this game, it's not about getting through it quickly. It's about experiencing it. And that's one thing I was kind of nervous about playing again, because I already went through this. And so had you. Mm-hmm. And the idea of doing it again, I was worried like, would we just expect everything? Would everything just be boring now? Would it be? But yet we found a way to make it different and interesting and we experienced different things. And like, it, I found it so funny trying to use the map with you. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I'm not very good. <laughs> I've been playing a game recently called Sea of Thieves a little bit, which is this like pirate game. And that also requires you to, to sail using a map and a compass. I spend a lot of time trying to not get lost in that game. I feel like my map reading skills are not as good as I think they are because whenever there's <laughs> map reading with a compass, I seem to to way overshoot basically everything. I was a little nervous. I thought I was going to be like, no, go over there. I remember where it is. You just, just go over. Like that's what I thought was going to happen, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like that because I also forgot. So it was pretty good. <laughs> we both were forgetful enough. Even though the story beats were the same, right? Because that, that's just mm-hmm. how that's going to be. The All of the dialogue in between, was, was a lot of that was different. Because yes, it was. Partly because we were making consciously different decisions just because we wanted to see what it was like. Um, but also as well, I think the game has a very heavy emotional story, which we're going to talk about um, in a moment after we uh, open and close our loot box. Mm-hmm. But the I chose a lot of different responses and was feeling differently about the game i think because i've grown up more in the last Mm. couple of years like the way that i treat an emotional romantic relationship has changed a lot as my relationships have become more serious than they were before you know than they were only Mm. even only a couple of years ago right like i've i'm now 30 i'm getting married soon i own a house now like i've i've adulted Right, like I'm just a, an adult now, <laughs> yeah. and I think that mm-hmm. that's changed a lot of the way that I also wanted to react in this game. Like thinking about the way that these two characters, their emotional connection, and the way that I think that that should play out, I think that changed a lot for me from the first time around to this time. That's an interesting way to look at it because I feel like I haven't changed at all. My situation was the same two mm-hmm. years ago as it is now. But I've gone through some monumental shifts in my life. I think. Yeah, you've gone through a, a big big shift like you've emerged from your chrysalis grown up (laughs) i don't know why i'm like i'm a beautiful butterfly now you are you're a lovely grown-up butterfly (laughs) with all the responsibility should we open the loot box yeah i think we should All right, everyone, we have some really exciting news about our Twitch account, which Mm -hmm. is increasingly becoming a big part of playing for fun because it's really fun and it's about 
playing stuff. <laughs> it's a fun way to play. <laughs> turns out twitching is awesome. Uh, we have a really good time doing it and all of the people in the chat and everything. It's just, it's so much fun. I, I get such a high from it. It's just great. Uh, a good, healthy high. Yeah, yeah. Attention. <laughs> which I, you know what? I feel like that might not be a healthy high. <laughs> no, stop. It's fine. <laughs> We're fine. This is the internet. Okay, Twitch account. We have super exciting news that we're officially affiliates. So for those of you who don't know what that means, it means that we're super awesome, uh, number one. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I can't believe we got there already. It's been how many months? Uh, yeah, we did. We did it in like a like a month or something. Yeah. And what it means basically is that Twitch recognizes that we're an account that people want to watch. And that means it unlocks a bunch of functionality for people to support us whilst we're streaming. Mm-hmm. And one of those ways to support us is to subscribe to us on Twitch. And we have a cool little icon that comes up when mm-hmm. people subscribe. And it just makes me so happy and excited. It's our little like high five people from our show art and so they get a little high five to our subscribers whenever we're in a stream and someone subscribes and we have a few subscribers that we had um out of doc duckley kyle thank you for subscribing and anyone else who subscribed thank you so much we Mm -hmm. it's just it's so wonderful to see and to be playing video games i gotta say i i'm loving telling the moms at the bus stop now that you know hair flip i get paid to play video games i'm I'm so fancy (laughs) i am and they're like uh that's really weird (laughs) this is one of the things that's kind of a little bit different with the the like the verbiage so you can follow our channel and you'll see whenever we are streaming and you'll get a notification but on twitch if you subscribe it means that you're giving the channel money and you can choose to do this you just there are different tiers and you can pay and then you help support us but if you're an amazon prime customer you can link your amazon prime account to your twitch account and you get one mm-hmm. free subscription that that's free for you, but we would still get money from it. So I think that's a way that a lot of people have been helping support us. So we would love mm-hmm. it if you do that. That would be very, very cool. Yeah. And it helps us do cool things like get stickers or mm-hmm. if, you know, to help Mike's gaming PCs. So the, stream, the streams are yep. actually better and clearer. Like it, this, all of this goes to making, I feel like our channel a lot better and it's really exciting. And another thing that we got to experience during the stream was getting some bits and cheers from people in the chat room and i just want a big shout out to doug and odin and willem yon uh for cheering for us and helping us that way too because even all of that helps the channel it helps our exposure and it helps us move up in twitch and it helps us just bring better stuff to you guys and we're i'm just so flattered and excited about it so thank you everybody yeah, so we're, our next stream is going to be on June 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to be playing uh, Don't Starve together. So our next game, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about Don't Starve as a whole, uh, Don't Starve the solo game, and Don't Starve together, which is the co-op game. There's already on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash playingforfunfm, there's like a little test stream that we did together, which you can go and watch there yeah. now. Um, which is available for for a couple of weeks because it's going to disappear afterwards. But then we're going to be doing a a full-on stream where we're playing the game together um, that will be available 
on our YouTube channel too, which is also at youtube.com slash playingforfunfm. We have a URL for our YouTube channel now because mm-hmm. lots of people have been subscribing there. So thank you so much. Um, we're just like overjoyed at the support that you're all giving us via our many different means right now. I know. I just can't believe this is happening. We're just... building this into an empire. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> turns out we can't be stopped and uh, I guess <laughs> this is all because of your uh, incredible support which we really appreciate. High fives for everyone. High fives for everyone. <laughs> and speaking of which, we also have our first sponsor as well. Um, I'm really excited today that, that Playing for Fun is sponsored by Casper, the company focused on sleep. Casper are dedicated to making you exceptionally comfortable one night at a time. But you know what? I bet a Casper mattress is also really nice to sit on to play video games. Yep. I'm just going to say, I bet like, you know, you could like (laughs) sit on the edge of the mattress and play video games all night long, you know? I've done it on my iPad. I've been well supported. (laughs) (laughs) So you spend a third of your life sleeping, you know, as well as all the other times that you're in bed playing video games. If you spend that much of your life doing anything, surely you want to make it the best it can be. That's why you want a Casper mattress. Their mattresses are perfectly designed for humans. They engineer them to soothe and support your natural geometry. And they do this by combining multiple supportive memory foams for a quality mattress with the right sink and bounce. Their mattresses are designed and developed in the US. They have a breathable design to help regulate your body temperature throughout the night. They have over 20,000 reviews online with an average rating of 4.8 stars. So you can see that Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. But it's not just the favorite mattress of the internet. It's also the favorite mattress of famed playing for fun host Tiffany Armand. It's true. I have one and it's great and I love it. And I have, I'm a person that suffers from um, back problems, possibly from leaning over playing lots of video games. I mean, not at all. Not at all. Nope. Nope. I'm (laughs) totally healthy to find person. Um, But no, Casper mattress. I love it. It helps so much. So if anyone is out there who has a little bit of a back suffering thing, I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. Don't take my medical advice. But it really, really helped me. And, you know, you can try it. So it's worth a shot. And I love our Casper. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, you can just try it out if you want to. They have a 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial. They deliver the mattress directly to your door. And if you don't love it, they have a hassle-free return policy. So if you think, oh, I, you know what, I might like a more comfortable mattress, you can just try it. There's nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you could just return it. It's super simple. And you can get $50 towards select mattress purchases by going to casper.com slash playing for fun and using playing for fun at checkout. There's a code that you put in playing for fun at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Once again, that's casper.com slash playing for fun and the offer code playing for fun to get $50 off select mattresses. We thank Casper for their support of this show and Relay FM. Thanks, Casper. Yeah, thanks, Casper. I wanted to mention too, we have an Instagram account. <laughs> Um, instagram.com slash playing for fun fm and again like if you listen to the show if you share the show if you join us on any of the ways that you do right like watching us on twitch or following us on twitter or or instagram Mm -hmm. thank you so much like this show has become so much fun in my life and uh this (laughs) is me too we can only do this because of the support that you give us so we really really appreciate it I can't. I can't even express how much I appreciate it. I, it I'm just beaming. I'm absolutely beaming. <laughs> so, having played this game again, what is your impression of the title characters, like Henry and Delilah? What do you think of them? I think Henry is a flawed but realistic person, and I think Delilah is. 
I find her sad in a way hmm. um, that is a little bit painful to watch, uh, but they them together, it, it's like a whole third character of their relationship. And the way we played it, I, I don't know. Like I felt like they had this great friendship and they were able to both possibly become a little bit better people for it. And I think that that's a good positive thing. But yeah, the characters themselves, I kind of like that they aren't all bad or all good, that they have their flaws and they kind of talk it out together. And it's really nice and endearing. And <laughs> I want to put this in like the right way, but it is, it feels very, you feel very personally connected to a lot of this, even if you've never gone through any of it the way it's written and the way these characters are, you can't help but embody them and then make decisions based on who you are as a person and also acting as these characters. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, like so much of this game is based upon the the way that these two characters interact. Like all all the game is by and large is a conversation over a walkie-talkie between two characters who never who never see each other. Right, like that you go the whole game with these people and they're just talking and building a relationship together, but they never see each other. And, you know, depending on how you play the game, the re- the nature of their relationship can be very different. You know, it mm-hmm. it can either be one that feels mostly friendship based or it can be one where there is an element of potential romance between them. Right. And mm-hmm. like that, that is a thing that. Um, on the first time that I played the game, it was the the romance aspect was way stronger than when we played together, and this yep, was because too. like I kind <laughs> of went with my natural feelings about the way the game was playing out, and I felt when I was playing like emotionally connected to Delilah, right? Like she seemed like a a really intriguing character, and I was I I wanted to see kind of a happy ending for them both, and mm-hmm. the way that I felt about that it really kind of pushed me in the way that I played the game to try and like, oh, the only way they can be happy is if they meet together and they fall in love, right? Like that that was the way I kind of played it. Right. And the second time it was way different where it was any potential romance was way more suggested than it was implicit, where yeah. I, th- I feel like in my first playthrough it was a lot more implicit. And ultimately the way I feel about their characters i think is mostly the same for me as the first time which is kind of just like i feel bad for henry like he's in a really tough situation you find out at the beginning of the game that his wife uh you know he had a happy marriage and then his wife suffered from from early onset alzheimer's which is extra sad because she was young and then she becomes because of her medical condition, she becomes essentially a person that he didn't know anymore. And she didn't know him because of this disease. And she moves to Australia from Wyoming, right? She's she's an Australian person and she went back home to her family. Right. Her family t- started taking care of her because he essentially couldn't. You know, you can't help but feel sorry for a guy in that situation. But he's also flawed in that, you know, he's still married to her. He doesn't. If you feel like he he can't bring himself to go and see her, um, mm-hmm. 
but when I'm seeing like something unfold in this way, there's like a part of me where it's like, I don't know how I would deal with something like this any better. Oh yeah. That's exactly how I felt playing. You know, like I would have kind of, I mean, we, they give you decisions to make and Mm -hmm. you make those decisions. Right. And I tend to play games where I look at what I would do as a person and how it would make me feel and what I'm, I'm personally capable of. I usually don't play a fantasy of who I think I am or who I think this person is. So it, it, it's hard to make that decision outside of yourself. And I feel like we did make decisions more of a internal choice, mm-hmm. right? To, to us, like, you know, Mike and Tiff, not Henry. And yeah. it helps you connect to the game in that way. And it makes you feel more like you're playing you instead of just a character. But again, like you said, despite his flaws and everything, we were talking in the stream and we both agreed that we kind of, empathized more with delilah which is interesting that's super interesting to me we were connecting more to this other person that we never really meet or see and we were kind of using henry as a vessel to get to her yeah if that makes sense yeah Uh, yeah that's how i was seeing it anyway i don't know if it was a gender thing obviously it's not because you felt the same way yeah i think the thing about delilah is she is written and created to be an enticing character, right? And I think that they do such a great job of that because if you are not enticed by her, if you are not intrigued by what she's all about, you're never mm-hmm. going to want to meet her. And that's not going to push the game forward, right? Like the, right, the way the yeah. game ends, right? is like you're effectively trying to get out of the forest because the forest is on fire, right? Is the way the game kind of ends. <laughs> but there's also mm-hmm. this sense of running to her, Right, like you are kind of like from where you are, you are going to be picked up at her lookout station. That's where the helicopter's picking everybody up from for the evacuation. Mm-hmm. But there's also this element of you asking her to wait for you and you're running and trying to catch up with her and make the meeting happen. But as mm-hmm. a player, you're only going to care about that if they've done a good job of making Delilah somebody you want to meet. And you do because she's like this kind of wild child right like she can't be <laughs> held down by the rules you know and like she's she's kind of like intriguing in this way she's super funny she's like very witty she's very dry and intelligent too and i think that this mix the things that they build into this character you want to see her you want to see what she looks like you want to put a face to the voice to this personality that you've spent you know, in game world, months and months with, and in in real world, many hours with at this point, kind of learning about her and and building a bond with. It even goes beyond that in that before you want to run to her at the end, it's even built into wanting to radio to her about anything that Mm -hmm. you see in the woods. You know, you can play this game where you almost never turn on your walkie-talkie, you know, like you could play it as the strong, silent type mm-hmm. and just kind of make the decisions to not say anything. But because she's so intriguing and interesting, you want to report everything to her. Like you yep. just want to have an excuse to radio to her. And and that's how the game is. Like, even in the very beginning, you're just kind of walking and you're like, oh, there's a meadow. Report meadow. And you're like, yeah, I do want to report this meadow because I want to hear what she has to say about it. And 
I I feel like when we were playing or even when I was playing by myself and when we were playing together, I tended to want to over-report everything just to find out what she was going to say about it. And that was more of a I'm intrigued by this character than I'm a video game completionist. I get it's a little bit played both of those sides of for me personally, but it was more of I'm, I want to tell her like I feel like she should know about this. But you could also play this game in, oh, I'm Henry. I'm the strong, silent type and I don't need to report. I don't need to be talking to anybody about this. And I think you would come out with a different relationship and a different feeling. Yeah, I think it's it, you know it's one of those things where you're going to get out of it what you bring to it, and it, and if mm-hmm. you're kind of if you're inclined to want to build a relationship in a video game, you know you're going to get that from this game because there is a very strong relationship to be had if you're looking for it. One part of it that I do want to talk about, I don't I don't know if this is the best time or not, but it doesn't matter. Was the urgency in the decision making built into the gameplay? Yep, because I think that that really played a lot in how we saw the characters and just like in life you have a certain amount of time especially when you're chit-chatting with someone you're talking back and forth to answer a question or to bring something up and if you let that time pass it's just gone and I think some text adventure games give you an infinite amount of time to make these decisions. You know, which one do you want to pick? You have to pick one or the other. Like, what are you going to say? In this game, it gave you a countdown of time that you have to answer, which I I love that because yeah. it puts in that urgency and it puts in that awkward feeling like I need to make this decision. And it oftentimes leads to saying something that you wouldn't normally say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I think sometimes we made the wrong decision and we angered her or we just said the wrong thing. And that's just like in real life, right? Like if you are having a conversation with someone and there's a silence and you have to, in your own head, make a choice of, all right, am I going to say this thing or am I not going to say it? Or am I going to say something completely different and be, and like make a fool out of myself? Like what's going to happen? And then you just have this like verbal moment of, and you just say something <laughs> and it affects the relationship because that's how you're communicating, right? Especially when you can't see each other, like in um, Henry and Delilah's situation. And I, I love how real that makes it feel. Mm-hmm. And it, it is, it just, it gives you those visceral feelings of panic and indecisiveness and indecision and regret if you said something wrong, being like, oh, oh, why did I say that? Why did I put my foot in my mouth and say that? I could have just said nothing would have been better than something. And I think that we played that well together during this game where sometimes we were like, it's not time to tell Delilah about our wife. It's mm-hmm. not time to do this. Or we got to a point where it was feeling like it might be on the edge of too late. You know, if we wait any longer to tell her about this part of our life, then it's going to it's going to get weird and so we did and but having that conversation between you and me like Tiff and Mike to make those decisions for Henry were so real and wonderful and I I'm just enthralled that this was done in a game and people were able to think this through and make this feel so real. How did you feel about our ending? What do you mean? Like, do you find the ending of this game to be satisfying? Because hmm. that's one of the big criticisms of this game 
is like people don't mm-hmm. like the end. People don't like the way that Firewatch ends because it ends with you getting to the tower. No matter how you play the game, it ends with you getting to the tower and Delilah isn't there. She's left. And you can have a final conversation with her where you can kind of lay it all on the line or not, right? Depending on how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say to her, like, come and move in with me or, you know, good luck in your life or maybe we'll see each other again someday. Like, they're kind of like the ideas, like the big ideas. But you never get to see her. You get to see her house, like her, her, her uh, like, and you get to walk around in her tower and take a look at kind of her belongings and it does a nice tie up of some of the things in the story. But you don't get to meet her. Like, were you expecting to meet her? I my first playthrough I was, but I'm glad that I didn't. When when it happened and she wasn't there, were you glad or were you were you like disappointed? I was disappointed, mm-hmm. but when on reflection of the game, I was glad that it didn't happen. Yeah, because I feel like it it would have been almost. I don't know. It just it adds so much more to the experience to mm-hmm. not have met her. It makes the experience deeper because like what would have happened, right? Like either you end up not being attracted to them in a physical way or you are or where does it lead to? You're still married. Like there's so many weird little questions of where this could have gone to and it could have been like the perfect movie world of you know oh we spent all this time talking and now we're going to fall madly in love and have a bazillion babies right like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like where is this going to lead to or is it going to be more of a internally reflective experience of i had this summer a lot of weird stuff happened i bonded with this person and then the woods caught on fire and (laughs) i left and it's like, it's almost right that it happened. It created more of an experience and a learning, like self-reflection moment for this game. And I think that that's what it's about. It's about self-reflection. That's why Henry went to the woods anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he needed to be there anyway. It wasn't about finding another person. It was about finding what he needed to do. And so I, th- I think it's really right that you didn't meet and that she wasn't a physical character in the world, that she was more of a disembodied voice that helped you along. And I kind of like it. I think that, by and large, I agree with you. Like, when I got to the end and Delilah wasn't there, I was bummed out about it, Mm -hmm. right? Especially because that first time that I played, I had built it up for them to have the potential for a romantic relationship. Well, and that's the right feeling that Henry would have, right? Exactly. He would be bummed. So like I'm sympathizing with him and like trying that last ditch attempt of being like, hey, you should move to Boulder, right? But she's just like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not going to do that, you weirdo. You know, she doesn't say that, but that's kind of the only (laughs) response to that, right? We've never met and you're asking me to move to your town. Um, But I thought about this game for a long time after I played it. I realized the the counter satisfaction of the game making me feel that way like leaving the game with a real feeling of disappointment but not disappointed because the game was bad but disappointment in the relationship and the story of these two people that is a powerful Mm -hmm. thing to achieve like to actually get me to feel that feeling that he would have felt i think 
that that was really powerful. And, and I think ultimately I spent more time, more brain power thinking about Firewatch because of that than if at the end they would have just embraced each other and fade to black. Totally. I completely agree. This game is full of like little touches as well, which make it really mm-hmm. fun. Like there is uh, that you can you can adopt animals that you find. Like there are a couple of animals in a couple of locations that you can adopt, and we adopted a, a, a turtle that we called Turt Reynolds. That's like a choice that you can make. <laughs> um, there was the uh, the the little the the standy guy, right? What is he called? The uh, like a cardboard, like cardboard, a cutout, wooden a, cutout um, thing. Which this dude burns fire burns, <laughs> or something. yeah, something like that burns. And there is a one of my favorite moments from the stream, and I'll put a clip of this in the show notes because you can cut things out. <laughs> is we're like looking at Turt, and we'd 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 previously bought this cardboard <laughs> cut out into the room, and it kind of got stuck. Yeah, we and got it started, a little like, silly glitching out, and I got very scared uh, it freaked me out a lot <laughs> yeah that was pretty good i like when we slightly break the games together mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always my favorite parts of the stream um one of the little touches that i really liked was when we were talking with delilah and she would bring up um she would start calling us hank at certain mm-hmm. parts in the conversation and when she chose to call us hank which obviously was something that we didn't like yeah our name was henry and then the times that she decided to be serious and call us henry i think that that is a little nice nod to the testament of her character and fooling around and then also their relationship like moments that they are closer than other moments moments that are serious moments that are funny it delineates that based on what she called us and i think that that was really really fun and nice i i like that a lot yeah, that was an, a nice little, just a nice little touch. Uh, there was also a really fun moment that we had with a boombox. There's like this boombox that you could pick up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got some, we got silly with some of the things, and I really like that. <laughs> we kind of made the decision uh, to carry the boombox around for way longer than kind of intended. But one of the great mm-hmm. parts of that is like the game is built for you to do that because. You're playing the boombox, you're walking around, and Delilah's like, wow, that music's really loud. Right? So, like, they've mm-hmm. built it because they knew that there would be people like us who were carrying a boombox around for way longer than they should be. And that was also another really <laughs> fun moment. Do you want to talk about the camera and kind of like how, how the camera affects the way you play this game? Yeah, like at one point in the game, you get a hold of a disposable camera. And you're able to take pictures with it here and there. And then um, I, I feel like when we were playing, we were trying to be really because you're not quite sure how well, I mean, you do know how many exposures you have left, but it's a limited number. And that's all that's all you have. And essentially, it's for the entire summer, right, that you're going to be there. And as you're playing the game, you don't know how many days you're actually going to be in the gameplay, because sometimes it skips ahead, like you'll skip five days or 10 days. And so you're not quite sure when you're going to get to use this camera, what is worthy of taking a picture of what you need to take a picture of for the gameplay. So I always, I, 
I've been way too conservative on my camera usage. And I think you were too, right? We wish we took more pictures. Yeah. But we did get some really nice ones. Yep. And uh, you can actually go and look at our pictures because they turn it into this web page, which you can then order the prints from. And then I ordered my prints. So you I, did. I'm That's really exciting. excited about that. So I have the pictures of our stream because when I first played this game, you actually couldn't order the, the photos outside of the U.S., yeah, I have mine from my first playthrough. And also, I played this game on PlayStation, and originally on PlayStation, you couldn't do the print ordering at all, I think. I think it was only if you were playing the PC version. So I wasn't able to do it, but now this time I have, and, and I'm I'm really pleased about that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that I've got these these photos on the way, which, which show yeah. some of the game that we played together, which I'm excited about. Yeah, it's this cool physical memento of this virtual game that we played together. I think mm-hmm. that's really neat. There's I've I don't know anything else that really does that. You know, like it's no. a very cool way to have um I guess uh some merch from a game that you really like that you created yourself. It's yours. Like it, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been really easy to just sell a pack of photos. And they package it too with like the 1980s style, like mm-hmm. photo dome, like um, when you actually did drop off film and pictures, it looks very authentic. It's, it's really kind of cool. Yeah. They, it's really, I can't wait to receive them. It's a fun thing. I do want to talk about when we were playing the stream about our silences mm-hmm. and, so when we when you're playing a stream of a game, I have the tendency to keep thinking that, oh, we should be talking and joking and fooling around the whole time. So we're entertaining for the audience like do 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 right like and with a game like this that is so thoughtful, has so much dialogue that you don't want to talk over because it's very cinematic and a lot of people are watching, I found our silences to be the most telling about the gameplay, especially when something got like really creepy or introspective or awkward or dark, um, which this game isn't extremely happy for a game that we love. It wasn't a really joyful game Mm -hmm. in a way it was beautiful and it was entertaining to play, but it, I wouldn't describe it as joyful. And yet we felt joy when we played it. So that's why it's on our stream. But our silences, I think were really telling because I think that the chat room too, during the stream was with us in those quiet moments. And they were really quite, I, I don't know, there's something about a whole bunch of people or even two people just being quiet together. That means so much. And I think that it's really cool that a video game brought that out in people. Yeah, There are sad moments of this game. And mm-hmm. when those sad moments happen, we're feeling it, right? Like, yeah. I don't think either of us are like, ha, 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 look how sad this is. And I think that that's part of the fun experience of being able to play these games together. Like, even just mm-hmm. me and you, like, let alone with everybody. Like, just the two of us playing a game like this together, it adds more to it. It adds it adds more emotion to it because you can share it with someone. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, that's, that's why this show exists because that's, that's the type of thing that we like to share, right? It's it was it was an important game to us at the time and and i think even on playing it again uh, i think it's become even more important to me now that i've seen more of it like i've seen more of the ways this game can go i have a greater appreciation for it even than i did before yeah me too i do and i think that this is going to be a really memorable one for us yeah i think so really i'm glad we did this (laughs) all right so next time we're gonna play a game that you really love right yes i played this game 
way too much. (laughs) And next time we're going to be playing Don't Starve, but we're going to be playing Don't Starve together. Mm -hmm. So this is something that will be new for me because before I've only played solo. So we'll see how this goes. I'm really excited about it. I'm so excited to share with you a game that I have been playing and love. Yeah, I think we should try all of it, right? I think we're going to try and do together and we're going to tr- I'm going to try mm-hmm. out a bit of just regular Don't Starve so we can talk about the whole kind of series of this game. Yeah, I hope to I hope to give you a masterclass in Don't Starve and help you out. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's a, that's my plan anyway. Mm-hmm.